At Armstrong, your connectivity is backed by local technicians, our 24-7 network operations team, and our 24-7 customer service center. Armstrong, unmatched employees, unmatched customer care, unmatched fiber network. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Armstrong in the Loop podcast. I'm your host, Seth Prentice. Today, I have the honor to be joined by the mayor of Mars, Greg Hartung. Thanks, Seth. Nice to be here. Greg, you have something very exciting uh, going on in your community, and I thought it'd be a great opportunity to talk about it as uh, the NASA Discovery Mars Discovery Project is uh, well underway, and I'd love to learn more about it. Well, it all started back when we first entered the notion that NASA could come to Mars, and uh, Mars, Pennsylvania, that is, and um, be a part of the community in a way that um, might be special. So that's something that happened in 2015 when we had our first Mars New Year celebration, and NASA came, and they were as nervous as we were in having them come here because they had never been in such a small venue <laughs> with what they do. And since a lot of the employees from NASA actually come from towns like Mars, New Concord, Ohio, where John Glenn came from, was a small town. They all resonate to the small town, but they're often in big venues like D.C. and Dallas and Los Angeles. So it was a first time for both of us. And when it worked out so kind of uh, serendipitously unique and cool, they said, we're willing to come back. So now we've done it three times, and that's led to the conversation about possibly something sustaining the Mars, about a Mars Discovery Center that would be STEM education or STEAM education uh, relevant to traveling to the planet of Mars and living on the planet of planet Mars at some point in the near future, which is the 2030s NASA's talking about, where wow. we could actually maybe have at least an astronaut orbiting Mars um, so we'll see. That's amazing. Uh, just to back up real quickly before moving forward, how did the idea of a Mars New Year actually come to be? As I'm sure you could have been using this whole uh, space theme for the town for many years. Well, it has been used off and on through the years um, in probably infrequent periods. Um, the spaceship that we have downtown that's really too large, um, boilers that were fashioned to look like a spaceship that some guys got the idea to build actually became the centerpiece of our town oh. as a flying saucer back in the 70s and since then periodically then when there was an anniversary for the community or whatever an astronaut or someone was invited but there's nothing that was done on a somewhat regular basis so when i became mayor in 2015 I talked with the Historical Society up till that time had uh, had the traditional Earth New Year's on December 31st. They began in 2000, had 900 people there. Wow. And then it just gradually got smaller and smaller as uh, the weather is so unpredictable and things are, have a certain space of time to, to live out their life. And I thanked the Historical Society and they said, you said something about something doing something new. And I said, well, did anyone wonder when the planet of Mars may have its New Year's because it may not be on December 31st. And they said, cool, when is it? And I said, I don't know. <laughs> they said, well, you're the mayor, find out. <laughs> so I called the uh, Jet Propulsion Lab up one day in Pasadena, California, who's in charge of 
the um, exploration of the planet Mars. And I talked to the public relations office, and actually it was a guy by the name of Guy Webster, who I talked with, I remember distinctly, because I said, Guy, this is the mayor from Mars. He said, we get these calls all the time. I said, no, Mars, <laughs> Mars, Pennsylvania. And he goes, by chance, I was just at Clearing University last week, and I drove past a sign on the Interstate 79 saying Mars. I said, well, that's us. He said, well, how can I help you? I said, when's the next Mars New Year on the planet Mars? This was in October 2014. And he said, it'll be June 2015. I said, well, we got time to do something. He goes, well, what are you doing? And I explained to him. He said, let me get in contact with some people at NASA that would love to be a part of that. So that's how it all got started. That's amazing. Yeah. All right, so let's get back to your discovery project. What's the current state of this discovery project? And uh, I know you're doing a lot of fundraising. Right. The um, key thing this year was, uh, through the first part of the year, having uh, Senator Hutchinson and um, Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman help me to get people together in Harrisburg uh, to hear the story of Mars and Mars New Year and our relationship with NASA and the willingness for NASA to work with our community to have possibly a STEAM or STEM education a center in Mars, and that we would need some type of state funding possibly to help launch into doing what we hope to do. And I spent three or four days in Harrisburg meeting with different people, eventually ended up in the governor's office, and that's where the RCAP funding grant sort of came, came about. And then we actually had a visit by dignitaries at the end of July wow. in Mars to walk, do a walkthrough and actually talk about what revitalization and what the center could do for the community. And we walked through, and two days later, they said, you got the, a million dollars. Can you use it? I said, sure. <laughs> and uh, because we had asked for $2.5 million. So we're in the process right now of responding to having put a request in for two point five and making now, them know how it would use the $1 million grant that we got, not the two point five. how it would work to be leveraged for being able to do the things we talked about for the two point five that would include private funding and different things. So we're in conversations with foundations and different groups right now in terms of their consideration of being part of the project. Now, I know that uh, you and I know, but the listeners at home might not know of where is this building actually going to be in Mars? Well, right now we're talking about one primary site that we really like, which would be the old Mars High School, which is the Woodland Valley Church. Uh, If that's for some reason can't be negotiated. We have two other sites that we're talking about that would be maybe not as advantageous, but would be just as good to the business district as, as being where we're thinking about. So that you have to be flexible in, in sort of uh, uh, the stage we're working through right now, which is more discovery and more the initial foundation of, of building, putting things together that will eventually pan out for the community. You mentioned revitalization of the town. Can you speak more about how this would help do that for right. Mars and especially a growing community all around Mars? Right. Well, the growing community all around Mars is key because we have a lot of young families with a lot of kids, and there's a lot of emphasis on education. So that obviously having a, a STEAM education center um, would mean a lot to many of the young families in terms of their k- kids' ongoing education outside of school, the mm-hmm. traditional school. This also has become a conversation within the um, five or six county region as being a regional center for for STEAM education. And then NASA would have sustainable uh, projects here that speakers would come into and actually have exhibits and different things. So it would have field trips and things from different school districts 
uh, homeschool families, whatever, could come and use the center. So that the idea is it not being a museum, but it would be a hands-on type of experience, almost like the Carnegie Science Center to some degree. Oh, yeah. So the, the, um, the, the nexus of everything is that uh, it's an experience of traveling to the planet Mars and being on the planet Mars and all that takes in terms of, well, what type of food do you take? How do you, how do you live? How do you get along with each other in tight spaces like a spaceship? All those types of things become uh, things that NASA would love to have people experience and talk about because they've learned from actually our Mars New Year celebrations from robotic teams and stuff, ideas they've taken back <laughs> to be able to be part of their conversation about the next generations are going to help us get to the planet Mars. It's not figured out yet. Yeah. <laughs> and so we're in that process of those next generations taking on the challenge of this generation is how do we get to the planet Mars and live there. That's incredible. So we're a part of the process versus just being a nice snapshot of everything that NASA got going on. You have to be one of the first small towns in the United States to take an approach like this for total STEAM education that you're partnering with a major organization at NASA to provide an experience that's one of a kind, correct? That's a good good question. I'm, I don't know the answer <laughs> to it. Uh, we may be one of the only. Uh, I'm not going to... Put my neck on side the only but um, and again when you talk about mars being a small town we're a small town in the midst of a rapidly growing area cranberry and adams township and that so that uh, the resources here are, are becoming more and more um, available to do some really interesting things uh, we've seen the lemuse center and different things happen in cranberry so it's a, a growing area that has a lot of capability to do things like what we're talking about you recently had students from Chatham University do focus group surveys with residents of Mars. Uh, how did that support uh, your current efforts? Uh, that was a way for people to have a, an open voice to talk about things. And so I often went to the Wednesday evening gathering. It could be at the Pimar Plaza or it could be at the, the St. Killian's Fellowship Hall, we, the library. We had four different places, Stick City Brewing. Um, and what I usually did is I went as the mayor, introduced the team, and then I got out of there because I didn't want people to be writing things to me as the mayor that they felt I wanted to hear. I wanted them to be comfortable enough that there was no one there influencing them to comment. Just went through a whole presentation with their what they brought back, uh, food, food sustainability with our having lost our grocery store recently is a, uh, yeah. a key conversation. And we continue to have conversations about what is the next step in terms of small town grocers because the traditional stores aren't going to work because of the grocery industry and the nature of it. So we're looking at new types of marketplaces, uh, all sorts of things with local farmers. Um, so we're having conversations that are kind of exciting. Uh, and and uh, Chatham University's uh, Eden Hall campus is a part of that conversation because they're all about sustainability. So it's really kind of a, a nice hand-in-glove mix of putting some things together from an educational standpoint. And then they also picked up mobility. Um, the um, whole concern for small towns when you're in the center of a community like the growing areas we're at is how do you connect people with bicycle paths, walks, and different things, which fortunately the uh, new 228 Pittsburgh Street uh, exchange has been just put in on the edge of Mars in Adams Township. We fought heavily with PennDOT to include bicycle lanes and sidewalks to be part of that because we felt that the growing nature of people wanting to not just use cars 
is going to be key for the future of small communities connecting with other communities in the area. And then the third one was uh, education. And so the center fit right into that. And a lot of people talked about the possibility of the NASA Center being part of that conversation since it's already out on the street. That's incredible. And it just goes to show that you know, one little idea has brought together other parts that are impactful to the community in order for it to survive. Correct. Greg, anything else today that you'd like to share with the listeners about the Mars Discovery Project and anything that we could look forward to in 2020? Yeah, I think the, the key thing, the word that we're using with NASA and we're using with everyone involved is collaboration. Mm-hmm. Uh, from collaboration with local businesses to collaboration with the school district to collaboration with colleges and universities, uh, that, that word seems to grasp what we're trying to, to do. It's not an easy process because everyone has their own agenda and is trying to have people see that our agendas aren't that far apart and they actually can be complementary to each other. So that I think and people being a little bit more open-minded and wanting to see the, the, the growth of the area, not just Mars, but the Mars community and beyond uh, for the whole region, that um, that approach is probably going to make this reality, this become a reality more than anything else. Well, Greg, I look forward to having you on again soon to hear that the uh, project is a full go and we've uh, hit the goal. And uh, thank you for your time and what you're doing in uh, the town of Mars. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks for the time, Seth. For Armstrong in the Loop podcast, I'm Seth Prentice, keeping you in the loop. Are you enjoying Armstrong in the Loop podcast? Great news! All past and current episodes are available on popular streaming apps and websites. Search Armstrong in the Loop podcast and subscribe today. Armstrong has long been a part of your community. Our local team is comprised of your neighbors, friends, and family members, all working hard to bring you the fastest fiber optic experience and unmatched customer care. When you support Armstrong, you're supporting your local community.